Happy Thanksgiving, Rebels. Welcome to another edition of Rebel Parenting. I'm your host, Ryan Dobson, joined by my wife, Laura. We have a lot to be grateful for this week. I'm telling you, if you're signed up for the newsletter, if not, go to rebelparenting.org and sign up. But if you are, then you know we have a year-end goal of $62,000 to start our marriage conference to produce the products for that. There's so much going on already in the first month, we've had almost 20% come in of our year-end goal. Thank you so much for your outpouring. I can't believe it. And if you want to join in supporting us financially, you can go to rebelparenting.org slash donate. Donate to our year-end cause. Thank you. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving holiday. We did in the Dobson household and all of the Rebel family out here. My goodness, what a fun, fun holiday. Got together with our friends. My parents came over a little bit early. They were out of town for the actual day, so we celebrated early with them. So much fun. Today's broadcast is with a friend of mine, my friend Neil Harmon. He is the CEO of VidAngel. If you've heard me talk long enough, you heard me talk about VidAngel. This is something that I am so thankful for. I love movies. I love TV shows. I like watching it with Lincoln. I want to watch all my favorite 80s movies with my son, But so much of that has junk in it. It's got uh, kids swearing. I mean, Goonies, uh, E.T., those those great classic 80s movies. Raiders of the Lost Ark, first PG-13 movie that came out. The swearing in that, I don't want my kids to hear that. VidAngel to the rescue. They do filtering that's so specific. If your wife doesn't like violence or you don't want to watch sex in your household, you can specifically take that out. If you don't want certain words being used, you can take those out. Very, very specific. Neil Harmon, CEO of VidAngel, talking about their streaming service and their filtering service. And then this is a two part broadcast. Part one, CEO of VidAngel. Part two, My friend Dallas Jenkins, who has produced a short film called The Shepherd, it's streaming on VidAngel, and you can watch that by going to vidangel.com slash the shepherd. And then there's an exciting thing going on with VidAngel. They're starting a TV show called The Chosen, an episodic TV show set in the time of Christ. I can't wait for you all to hear about it. Don't miss Rebel Live every Monday, Wednesday, Friday at facebook.com slash Dobson. Let's jump into the broadcast. Without any further ado, here is Neil Harmon, CEO of VidAngel, on today's edition, a very special Thanksgiving edition of Rebel Parenting. Neil, thank you so much for joining the program today. We are personal, huge fans of VidAngel, and we're so sad to see it go away. Uh, Thanks for taking time out of your schedule. Can you tell us, for those that don't know about VidAngel and how sad... We are so celebrating your return, but tell us who VidAngel is and then some of the issues that you've had, and then let's get into now that you're back, how we can all join in. Yeah, first off, Ryan, just thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. I mm-hmm. I, um, I had a, a really great interview with your father, and he told me of a story about his dad mm-hmm. when the TV was first invented. He refused to get a TV, and then he finally agreed to get a TV as long as you could have a wire attached to the power button, uh, which was his first version of VidAngel. So in reality, your family was the one who invented filtering. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> that's hey, you know what? My dad's dad, he was no joke about things like that. Um, I mean, anything that he thought was in the slightest way sacrilegious um, would be out of the house. I mean, there was no questions asked. 
it was gone. <laughs> Um, and he was yeah. serious about it. That's right. The, the, he had his first power switch where if anything bad came on, it was just an instant Look. off. That's it. <laughs> it's manual VidAngel. Yeah, I love it. So VidAngel, uh, just for the rest of the audience, is a streaming app that allows you to watch popular movies and TV shows mm-hmm. uh, filtered from, um, so that you don't have to watch um, or hear things you don't want to. Mm-hmm. So you could watch... You know, some people are into Game of Thrones. I'm not, but they'll watch Game of Thrones without nudity or they'll watch um, Star Wars without Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. So there's all kinds of different things that you could filter out of your content. And and um, VidAngel's for people who, who, who really love the storyline and, and just want to cut a few things out of the content that they don't feel like are appropriate for their home. Yeah, and it was a fantastic service. It's very, very specific. It's not painting with a wide brush. You can uh, get very detailed in what you want or don't want to hear. Uh, And then can you, I mean, from, from your perspective, companies like Disney, Sony, some of the directors that really protest this, that say, hey, listen, either watch it our way or don't watch it at all. Explain maybe that side of things. And then I think the softer pedal where... Uh, you know, Disney, Sony, some of those organizations were like, oh, no, no, we're okay with filtering and then secretly removed all the ability to filter out. It really, mm. they want you to watch it their way and their way alone, even though Congress said parents have the right to filter out bad material for their children. Which they fought that law. They fought that law hard mm-hmm. and they lost. Uh, and Congress sided with American families. And, um, way to go, Congress. And now... Now they're trying to uh, now they're trying to subvert the law or um, just neuter it so that it doesn't have any impact in the future. So, yeah. Neil, do you think families are surprised when they hear Disney, the supposed you know family entertainment, is trying to block any sort of filtering on any of their material? Is that a shock to just regular American families out there that Disney says, "Nope, you can't take the junk out of our stuff." Yeah, yeah, I see that comment often in social media. They're like, "What Disney? Mm-hmm. Walt Disney sh- will be rolling in his grave." They say over and over again. Um, and uh, the, you know, them being the lead plaintiff against VidAngel uh, confused me at first. But uh, you know, I've since thought to myself, "Wait a second, Disney, high and mighty Disney, feels like they own." the family in in the media world like their brand is trusted as the family friendly brand for sure angel makes it possible for families to enjoy a lot more varied content and so it dilutes the disney brand and that could be a motivation for why they fight it so hard oh Oh, my goodness it wouldn't surprise me it's market share you know if you can watch game of thrones without nudity and you know things like that if you know that really does open up your viewing to a much broader audience especially with your children and they could be fighting for their market share it's still dirty um but maybe from the monetary standpoint and the shareholders you go i guess yeah yeah Mm -hmm. so that i'm I'm trying to think on an economic level and uh that's the only economic argument i could I, i could think of because, I mean, we have gobs of data from people's choices filtering, and it, that data proves that our views are incremental to the industry. So there's more viewing going on as a result of VidAngel, and they make more revenue and, um, and expand their market uh, as a result of our technology. So mm. 
yeah, I, I can't I can't explain why they would fight it except for the fact that Disney, who you know owns that space, um, you know they 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 want they want they want to they want the market to be for themselves, even if it's if it's smaller. Mm. Hmm. Interesting. So Vidangel came out. You had great filtering, all these things, and lots of court battles, lots of legal fees. I mean, how much did you all have to mm. spend fight? Now, Congress said parents have this right. They subverted it. They went around it. They're trying to neuter it. And then you guys have to defend yourselves. How much did VidAngel have to spend to defend yourselves to get back to where we are today? Hmm. So we had, um, we had uh, the lawsuit hit um, Two weeks after we had asked our customers, who were very excited about where we were headed, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we'd asked our customers if they wanted to invest in VidAngel to make the company better. And there were some certain things that we wanted to achieve. And we told them, hey, we're raising some money. Uh, you guys want in? And um, we were just interested. And we only asked like a fourth of our customers. And we got $62 million of interest in investing in VidAngel. We were blown away. And um, two weeks after that, Disney sues us. And we don't think it was a coincidence, the timing. They were trying to prevent us from getting the money. And and so we um, instead went back to the customers and said, okay, guys, change of plans. Like now uh, the studios have decided they're going to oppose this. And... um, we need to make sure that this makes it all the way to the Supreme Court so that, you know, previous small companies get shut down in district courts and otherwise, and they can't make it out um, to get to get just, justice. So we need $5 million to get to the Supreme Court. We raised $5 million in 28 hours. Oh. And, then, and then we turned it off, and uh, we had to go through a process with the SEC in order to raise money from our customers. Mm. And... Uh, Texas and Florida and Arizona and uh, what was the last one? Nebraska. They weren't able to get in because their states weren't approved yet. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So we went and waited and opened it up for one more weekend so that those people could get in. And then we ended up having to turn it off again. And we reached 10 million, which is twice what we asked for. So we had originally planned, hey, let's just have enough just to fight our way all the Supreme Court. But then the customers gave us more so that we could build um, a new product and, and market more aggressively. And so that's what we've done. Good fantastic. for you guys. Oh, mm. It's fantastic. It really is. And it just shows the rest of us. You know, we went through this with um, the Obama administration and the IRS and we were, well, we, when Family Talk was denied its 501c3, we fought it. And when these guys went after VidAngel, I'm so glad the customers, and it does show how valuable this service is. Mm-hmm. It really is. I mean, Laura and I, we turned our TV off to commercial TV. The commercials are so bad they're so damaging and even the ones that aren't create this mm-hmm. need that needs to be satiated and it causes kids to overeat causes you know needs to be expressed in other areas and then we have video it, it just mm-hmm. yep and our desire is to keep our kids younger longer you know i was reading yeah, part of, go ahead neil our dream would be that the technology gets sophisticated enough that it can handle live tv as well mm-hmm. so fantastic uh that's where we'd love to be um, so that, our, you know, our families have complete control over what happens in their own home. Yeah. Do you find more pushback in the television area or film? 
Um, well, I mean, we started in film, so that's where the battle began. Sure. The same laws apply to both, really. So, um, so once you win um, one, you kind of win both. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. That's good stuff. Yeah, I was reading an article that was saying, um, you know, if you cut any homosexual, any homosexuals out of a TV show, then your kids, you know, it, it doesn't help them learn to get along with other people. And if you take uh, the N-word out of, um, you know, maybe the movie 42, then it distorts history. And I go, yes, of course. But my young children don't need to be exposed to that. And as a parent, I get to choose at what level their maturity reaches for when we discuss this. We were talking about this yesterday. Um, there's someone in, in our friend group um, whose girlfriend lives with him. And our kids don't understand that. And right. it's now we're having the first conversations about how some people do things differently than we do. And it's just keeping them a little bit younger, longer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's that's the reason we started with Angel. It's four brothers. We all have young children, and um, you know what? We 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 believe in in treating one another kindly, especially in our own home. And uh, some of the language that will um, children are like sponges, right? They suck up up everything that they hear, and then they try it out, right? They try to say the things that they hear and um, to learn. And so if you if you expose them to things, then they're going to experiment with them. Mm-hmm. And so we don't want words being experimented with in our home. They're going to learn it out, outside in the real world, as everybody says. But the home can be a haven for our family. And um, that's our that's our prerogative. That's right. And there's there's other things you don't want little kids seeing. There's certain stunts or acrobatics that you don't want certain. And maybe it's just certain kids. You know, I've got one kid that if you showed it to him wouldn't try it. The other kid would get higher, you know, to me, like, Oh, it looked fun at 10 feet. Let's try it at 20 feet. And so exactly. Yeah, exactly. I have a daughter who gets scared out of her mind at movies. And then another one who doesn't, you know, it doesn't phase her to watch something scary. And I handle things differently with each of them. That's right. That's exactly so, right. So how can we as listeners get involved? What can we do? Well, there's, Initially, I can think of um, three things. Okay. Number one would be to sign up for a free trial of VidAngel and try it out. Mm-hmm. If you like it, subscribe. If you don't, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, number two would be uh, to go to savefiltering.com, which was started by a family, a pastor in Florida, who is a VidAngel fan. There's almost 200,000 signatures on there. Um, pledge, you know, uh, uh, support for filtering. And the number three is to read out, reach out to your representative. In your state and if you or need, in your city. Yeah, in your, in your area. Perfect. So your congressman or, or woman and, um, and then your senators. Perfect. And, uh, and let them know that the Ninth Circuit just essentially gutted the Family Movie Act for the future. And uh, and that you and you can't stand for that. That that uh, Americans' families need to um, need to still have this right when on streaming technologies and and modern devices. So those are the three things I can think of. Is you try our service out, sign the safe filtering petition, and then contact your your member. If that we actually created a site on uh, on VidAngel to mirror the the, the pastor in in in, um, in Florida. It's safe filtering dot vidangel.com and there's um there you can easily look up who your uh senators 
and your representative are. Perfect. Based on your zip code. Awesome. That's great. And Neil, you've got this now on uh, Netflix, Amazon Prime, HBO. And regular Amazon Instant Video. So it works with Amazon Rentals too. Okay, so Amazon Instant Video, Amazon Prime, Netflix, and HBO. Yep. And then what areas are you working on? That's the beginning. Where are we heading out? Uh, uh, we're right now. We're very, very close with um, our. So we have a beta Roku app. So if you have the Roku, you can use it now if you download it. But it's not available in the Roku store. We're close to launching in the Roku store, mm. um, and we're working on uh, Xbox One and. Um, uh, what what are the other devices? It's Hulu? not coming to my mind right now. And then on the services side, I think next is and the, on the list is Hulu and uh, Vudu. But we have a long list after that. Awesome. So right now we're publishing about a hundred titles a week, and um, and we're also um, like I said, we're working on technologies to improve the filtering and make more content available faster. Oh, it's fantastic. We appreciate you guys so much, Neil. Thanks for looking out for families. I mean, mm-hmm. this is how it starts. You guys have got a bunch of kids. I've met your brothers and cousins, and we've hung out with them, and we all care about our children, and you guys did something about it, and we love it, and we're going to continue to support you for it. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ryan. Appreciate it. Absolutely. We're all in a good fight. We definitely are. Thank you, sir. We'll talk to you again. Okay. Have a talk great to you later. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. You Bye. I just want to thank Neil, the CEO of VidAngel, for coming on Rebel Parenting to talk about this amazing service they offer parents and anybody that wants to filter the junk out of the content they watch, whether it's movies or TV, if you're watching Game of Thrones on HBO, or you're watching Stranger Things on Netflix, or you've got Amazon Prime Video, whatever you want, they can filter the junk out of it, and I appreciate them for that. Let's jump into part two. This is my friend Dallas Jenkins. Dallas Jenkins is a producer, a director, director, a filmmaker, and he produced, directed, and filmed The Shepherd, the short film that we're going to talk about. And then he's going to introduce you to the episodic program that we are launching on VidAngel. We, VidAngel and Dallas, are launching on VidAngel called The Chosen. I can't wait for you to meet this young man. He is such an innovator, and he's doing so many good things for the kingdom. And partner with VidAngel, my friends, I can't wait for you to hear it. So without any further ado, here is Dallas Jenkins in part two of our Thanksgiving special on Rebel Parenting. Dallas, thanks so much for coming on Rebel Parenting. Uh, we just got done with Neil at VidAngel. Laura and I, all the Rebels, are huge, huge fans. I mean, what a savior for parents that want to play great movies for their kids, but Hollywood doesn't want us to do that. They want us to play junk for our kids. And now we've got VidAngel. You've got a project you're doing with VidAngel on a new TV show. It's so exciting. I got an email about it, and I thought, I got to call Dallas. So thanks for coming on. Tell us what's going on with you and VidAngel. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on. And uh, as you know, your father and my father have mm-hmm. been on uh, radio together many, many times over the last couple decades. So it's nice to come full circle. But um, I didn't actually know a lot about VidAngel. What I did know was that there were several very popular television shows that I personally wasn't watching because of pornographic content or whatever, yep. shows like Game of Thrones. And I thought, boy, I wish I could watch those shows, but obviously I can't. And uh, a friend of mine, um, named Matthew Ferrazzi, who uh, has kind of helped organize this whole yeah, project. He's a good he guy. Saw, yeah, he's great. And he saw this short film that I made um, a couple months ago for Christmas. And he loved it and passed it on to them because they are looking to get into original content. Yeah. 
because as they know, um, eventually other streaming services will do what VidAngel is doing with this filtering. Um, uh, there's just too many parents like you and me. There's too many families like ours. There's too many guys like me who um, can't watch certain things because of the content, but who like yeah. good quality entertainment. So eventually the the tide will shift and we'll see more of this. And VidAngel wants to set an, a, a standard for original content that's faith-based, but also high quality, which that's right. it's, been, it's, it's been difficult to kind of marry those two. Um, the quality and the faith-based message. And well, so one of those areas, they've got a, a section called dry bar comedy. And right. I'm a huge stand-up comedy fan. I've been into it for, I mean, for decades and decades I've been into it. And yeah, most too. mainstream comedy is very blue. Uh, rarely right. do you get the Brian Riggins and the Jim Gaffigans, uh, people right. that you can play for everybody. And as good as those guys are, I love them. It's just two people. But Drybar right. opened up, and there are there are so many comedians doing great, clean content, and uh, that side of VidAngel is exploding, and original content really is where it's at, and that's where you came in with this new short film that's now blossoming to something a lot bigger. Yeah, so when when they saw the short film, it's called The Shepherd, and it's uh, the story of the birth of Christ, but from the perspective of the shepherds, who, yeah. as you no doubt know, were at that time the lowest of the low um, in society. And uh, one of the things that's so powerful about the gospel is that Jesus came and appeared to not the uh, elitist religious figures of the day. He came to those who were kind of cast aside and on the fringes. And the shepherds became, in effect, the first prophets in four, after 400 years of silence. And I was really intrigued by that story. Mm. And so um, I, what I've been doing for the last few years for my church in Chicago is making short films and vignettes about Christ, but from the perspective of the sinners that he surrounded himself with. Yeah. So the reason I'm getting into, I'm, I'm mentioning that right now is because it, it explains why when I showed them the short film and they loved it, they immediately said, well, you know, what else do you have? And I had been thinking for about a few weeks how great it would be to have our own Game of Thrones, our mm -hmm. own show mm -hmm. about the life of Christ, and there's never actually been one. Um, you and I have grown up in the Christian world our whole lives. I've seen all the Jesus movies. I've seen yeah. the miniseries. Some of them are great. Some of them are awkward. But there's never actually been a TV show. That's such a nice way to put it. Some of them are awkward. I'm stealing that <laughs> as immediately. Yes. Yes, well, yes, yes. I don't Absolutely. want a bad yeah, I don't want to badmouth other other filmmakers, but I don't think it's a secret that even some of the ones that have been successful, many Christians have said, I wish that I could see stories of Jesus where the characters are actually real people, right. not formal King James quoting yep. English, you know, English accent speaking uh, disciples. The stories I some... can relate to, the ones that look like my life, the struggles, the highs, the lows, this episodic, and we love it. We love episodic TV. I mean, from Game of Thrones, Walking Dead, I mean, you name it, it's Breaking Bad. I mean, there's, that's uh, um, Mad Men. It is the yep. new era, the golden age of television has hit Right. You've got the prophet. It's such a beautiful story to see the birth of Christ from somebody else's perspective, a real person, a human being, a tangible person with, with loves and highs and lows and thoughts and fears and dreams, all those things. It's really good. And this yeah. is what you've done too, Dallas. People are saying, I know, but we've seen things like this before. Uh, but the quality was a low and, and the acting wasn't great. Technology has made filmmaking ubiquitous. 
You know, yes. music has changed. Filmmaking has changed. Publishing has changed. All of this stuff has changed. You can do incredibly high quality productions for a great value today. And you've done that. That's why, I mean, VidAngel stuff is high quality. I want people to understand that when they're seeing this, it's really, really good stuff. Yeah. Oh, I appreciate that. And that's, that's the goal is, um, you don't need a a great story is a great story. And so it starts with the script. And I think it starts with this idea that we've gotten lots of great feedback on. Um, for example, I did a vignette, um, you know, a couple like earlier this year for good Friday, that was a scene between Jesus and the disciples around a campfire. And it, in, in it, I wrote, a, a joke where Jesus actually tells a joke, like not a, like not, not like a set up punchline joke, yeah, but just yeah. like says something really funny to the disciples. And the, it showed at our church for over 15,000 people over the course of a couple of days and the laughter and the warmth that came from seeing Jesus do something human yeah. was so overwhelming. And that's what made me think, boy, if we could do a streaming show, like the shows I love, like Breaking Bad, and you mentioned Walking Dead and some yeah. of these other shows where you're, you're, you know, whether you're binge watching like a show like Stranger Things or whether mm-hmm. you're watching it every week, the f- investing in the characters and falling in love with the characters and seeing their strengths and weaknesses has re- literally never been done in a century that around Bible era times yeah. and around the life of Jesus. And the key for us was recognizing that when we do it from the perspective of people like me, like I can't relate to Jesus. I can try to be like him, which is what he tells me to do, mm-hmm. but I'll never get there. That's kind of the point. <laughs> and so when Jesus is the main character, um, that's great. And we love Jesus, but I can't fully live through his life because I can't ever understand just how perfect and divine he was. Mm-hmm. But Peter, that's a guy I can relate to, a guy who was a bull in a china shop, yeah. who I'm sure you've been like this yourself, um, especially with your father and my father. Sure. We, we kind of grew up with type A personalities. Um, you, 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 know, you, can, you can accomplish great things, but you're also the guy who's probably going to be the first one to knock over the, the vase in the china shop while you're trying to grab it. And Peter was that kind of guy, and I can identify with Peter. I can identify, or I have friends who can identify with Matthew. Mary Magdalene, mm-hmm. a, a, a probable prostitute who Jesus redeemed. Right. That's the power of the gospel. Well, Dallas, and so when you and I, we have powerful, famous fathers, and so people know that about us. It's interesting to think about Peter in relation to his his relationship with Jesus, who was perfect, and it's got to have been difficult at times to have your teacher that you're with and the disciples and your friends and your buddies, all that kind of stuff, and then the guy you're walking with, Jesus, doesn't ever make a mistake, never right. never speaks uh, out of turn, never you know, yells and snaps and goes, sorry, you know, I didn't eat this morning and my blood sugar's low and I'm sorry I snapped <laughs> to you, disciples. And right. at times it had to have been frustrating where he's, you know, it's, Hey, you have little faith. It's like, I know, again, I know you're God, I'm not. I, you're perfect, I'm not. I can relate to that. It's something that you want to watch. See, how do you overcome that? How do you set in, how do you sit with our humanness with the glory of God? Because we do that. We just don't do it the tangible way they were. Right, and that's the whole point. And that's what makes this so relatable. And so what I wanted to do was, we're trying to create this show and partner with people who are VidAngel uh, constituents or you know uh, people who've seen the short film and go I want more like that we want to create something that's that's that powerful and I'm telling you um, when we've done it when I've done it just even in the last couple of years the response has been overwhelming and here's the interesting thing about what you said where Jesus never makes a mistake 
Um, the the little dirty little secret as a as a filmmaker is that doesn't actually make for great drama. Yeah. Um, anytime that you make a great television show or a movie, your main character needs to be someone who changes, someone who overcomes a struggle, someone who overcomes his or her own vices, mm-hmm. um, who has a what, we, what the term we use is character arc. Jesus doesn't have a character arc. Um, all the other people around him do because they're transformed by him. Yep. But if he's your main character, as much as I love watching stories of Jesus, it's not necessarily great drama yeah. from a character perspective. So we're he's doing always making the right decision. He's always going right. down the right path. There's no right. re- it's it, it's not a personal redemption story of Jesus in a way. Right. I, you know, right. yes, it's, he's going through struggles it, and he's always going to make the right choice. Right, exactly. Yeah. So you're not there's there's no mystery in that. The mystery in our project mm-hmm. and the mystery in our television show is okay, what was Peter like before Jesus grabbed him? Mm. What were the things that actually motivated Peter? What were some of the struggles he had that caused him to be that he way the way that he was? Mary Magdalene, the first time we're introduced to her in the Gospels, she's referred to as a loose woman who had had demons cast out of her. So we've never actually seen what she was like before Jesus grabbed her. That's what's going to be so interesting mm. about this. So the first season, we're even we're we're, we're going to spend time in the first season with. Jesus assembling his followers, and if you recall in the Gospels, Jesus kept telling his followers early on, I'm not ready to announce my ministry yet. I'm not ready to announce, people aren't ready for me to be the Messiah yet. Just hold on. But he's doing these little miracles here and there. He's gathering his followers. That's the first season. And the gathering of his followers includes what they were like before he found them. And that's what makes it so powerful. Mm. I've even been moved emotionally writing it about Mary Magdalene, what pain she must have gone Mm. through. Being a woman, what causes a woman to be so loose as the Bible describes her? What causes a woman, what, what's gonna, what, what are some of the results of her being demon-possessed and impacting the people around her? Nicodemus, he was a Pharisee. He was yeah. one of the most respected and famous teachers in all the area. And this is a guy who saw Jesus and went, wait a minute, all my friends and fellow workers might get it wrong because this guy's something special. The tension that he must have faced being someone whose entire existence was rooted in the law, mm-hmm. and Jesus comes along and says, none of that matters anymore. I'm the law. What does a guy like Nicodemus face? He met with Jesus late at night in private because he was so concerned about it. Yeah. Let's explore that. Let's explore what led to the most famous verse in in the history of the Bible, John 3.16. What caused Jesus to say that? What caused Nicodemus and what motivated him to meet with Jesus? Mm-hmm. Those are all things we're going to explore. Oh, it's just fantastic. It really is. It's so great to go through that. And then this is the other part that's so neat. When I got the email, I was like, oh, that's fantastic. I love it. You're going to do new series, you know, all this kind of stuff. But VidAngel has very loyal followers. You know, when when Disney and a lot of the big Hollywood was suing them and, and trying to uh, thwart the law that says you can filter junk, you know, for your kids or for yourself, uh, the followers and supporters of VidAngel really did come out to help them pay for uh, their legal fees, things like that. This series, you're allowing people to invest in it, but as actual investors, similar to a Kickstarter or an Indiegogo, to where you get your money back. The series, if it becomes successful, you get to watch it. That's a great bonus. And you're an actual true investor. How does that work out? How'd you guys come up with this model? Well, I personally didn't. Uh, they did, and they sold me on it because I've never been a huge fan of all the Kickstarter and Indiegogo stuff. Not that it's wrong; it's actually worked great for some people. But I've always been like, "Oh gosh, here, it almost feels like spam to me." With some, when some friend comes and says, "Hey, raise money for my thing," and occasionally, though, I've been moved and I've said, "Oh, here's ten bucks." Well, in this case, this is a little different. This is actually this isn't where you you donate ten dollars and then if the thing gets made, you get a T-shirt yeah. or 
pin or, or you know, you get to be a free ticket to go see it. You actually are an investor. And so if you give $10, $20, $1,000, we've got a few people who are interested even in donating a million, not donating, sorry, I shouldn't, I got to get that word out of my vocabulary. Know, right? It's so different. <laughs> I like right, it. But it's yeah, investing a million dollars because they're so eager for more like this. And that's what the shepherd does. The shepherd provides not only its own value, where if you watch the shepherd, it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's what I've heard. I'm not going to say this about myself, but other people have said it's a very powerful telling. It is. I can, I can attest to that. It's powerful. Yeah. And in fact, last night I heard from Johnny Erickson Tata, who I oh, yeah. again grew up on, and she said she was weeping, and she said, mm. you've told the old, old story in such a fresh way. Yep. And my wife wanted me to read that twice because it meant so much to her because that's the whole point, telling the story that we've heard literally hundreds of times but mm. in a fresh way. So here's my point in saying that. The shepherd acts on its own. It's its own powerful Christmas Eve story, but it also gives you a great example of what this television show or streaming show can be. And so when people see it, they go, okay, this is, we're not just blindly investing, blindly donating. We're not even donating at all. We're investing blindly. We're not blindly investing. We're investing in something that we've seen right. and been moved by, mm -hmm. and we want to be part of impacting the world. And so if this thing succeeds, people not only get their money back, they get their money back and more, and yeah. they can choose to keep it, or they can say, hey, let's get right into season two. Right. Let's get right into season three. So the phrase that we've used, you know, that you've heard this a lot, the golden rule. Well, Hollywood has its own golden rule, which is he who has the gold makes the rules. Sure. We're, we're now taking that back. We're, we now have the gold. We're making our own rules. We're not going to let a Bible story be told by an atheist, as we've seen done even recently with certain Bible movies that have come out of Hollywood. Yeah. We're not going to put a stump, something this important in the hands of other people. We're going to put it in the hands of ourselves. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't do this if I thought, hey, donate to my cause. This isn't that. This is yep. partner with us. If you believe in it, if you like the shepherd, partner with us and you're going to benefit and see benefit from it just as much as we are. Absolutely. I love it. It's like finishing a book and thinking, oh man, I wish there was part two. Well, you can, you can have part two. Just you pay into it. You invest in this right. project and it keeps going. It keeps going as long as people want it to keep going, which is, right. it's just the beauty of that nature. And, and I think the younger crowd, the younger generation gets this. It's the, it's the, uh, you know, crowdfunded, TV show now. It's fantastic. So give us the link so we can go and watch The Shepherd uh, on this post-Thanksgiving weekend and then as right. a family get involved in this next project. Yeah, so you can go gather your family around because um, I think this is perfect for families, but go to vidangel.com V-I-D-A-N-G-E-L.com slash The Chosen. The reason it's The Chosen is that's the actual name of the TV series that we're developing and that's where you can watch The Shepherd, which is the short film. So The Shepherd sets up the TV series, which is The Chosen, and it's in some ways kind of a pilot episode, kind of a first episode of of, of, yeah. of this story. Um, the TV show will center around Jesus' life. Um, the Shepherd centers around his birth. But vidangel.com slash The Chosen, and uh, you can watch it together as a family and then see in detail how you can be involved in the future. But e even if you don't, even if you're saying, look, I'll, I'll watch it when it's out, but I don't want to get involved now. Look, that's fine too. Sure. I just want this to be seen. I just want the shepherd to be seen by as many people as possible. So, vidangel.com/slash/the-chosen. You'll get to watch the shepherd for free, no questions asked, and then you'll get to see how you can be involved in the future. Awesome, Dallas. Thanks so much for coming on, and uh, let's do this again once the season launches because I know how successful it's going to be, and we're going to have a blast watching it. Well, I appreciate that. It means a lot, and uh, keep up the great work. We'll do. Thanks, Dallas. All right. Bye. Rebels, we are out of time for today, but again, thank you for listening. Thank you 
for donating to our cause. Thanks for sharing this with your friends. Thanks for signing up for the newsletter at rebelparenting.org. Thanks for watching Rebel Live every Monday, Wednesday, Friday at facebook.com slash Dobson. Don't forget, sign up at VidAngel for filtering at vidangel.com and watch The Shepherd airing right now. vidangel.com slash The Shepherd. Invest, join in, great content for your family right at your fingertips. God bless. Thanks for listening. And we will see you again next week.